Hello, my name is Anne DeSantis. I'm the director for the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. I want to tell you what's been going on with us since we've been in existence in 2015. The Mercedarian Friars came together and decided that they wanted to start a foundation to make outreach to families in crisis. And that's exactly what they did when the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation came into existence as a nonprofit, 501c3, headquartered in Philadelphia. Since that time, I became the director in the beginning of 2018, and we basically have four facets to what we do. We offer prayer, priestly consultations, podcasts and videos, and also programs and events. Now, if you've never been to our website, just to, in to invite you to go to nonatis.org and check out all the great things that we've been doing. Because since that time, since we've been in existence, we've now helped hundreds of families who are going through really challenging times. And as you all know, we went through a really challenging time in 2020. So I'd just like to invite you to go and check out the great things that we're doing. And there's more to come. If you or your church community would like us to come and do some type of an event where we can talk about what we offer in terms of that pastoral accompaniment and making outreach to families in crisis, please do reach out to us. And I'm just so grateful to be able to serve, be able to serve people like you and your families. So again, learn about us at nonatis.org. Thank you. Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hi, welcome to Journeys in Faith here on Friday evening on Fiat Ministry Network. This is Anne DeSantis. I have a wonderful guest for you this evening. She is a Catholic wife, mother, and author. Her name is Ellen Mongan. And her husband is Deacon Pat. I want to welcome you both to Journeys in Faith. Thanks so much for joining us. Glad to be here. To you too. Yeah, you you two have an amazing witness, marriage, family. Uh, and I'm just really excited for our audience to get to know the two of you. Before I do anything, I'd like to read. Uh, I have Ellen's bio, although we're going to talk about both of your bio. Um, so your bio, Ellen, is that you are author, blogger, speaker, and Wow Mom podcast host, founder of Little Pink Dress Ministry, author of the Wow Mom Bible Study, 
Ellen Mongan has walked down the road of motherhood for over four decades. The journey began uh, as she birthed her ministry. She is a woman of wisdom, teaching the younger generation how to navigate the younger generation through the path of unique motherhood. Ellen is a published author and has a new Bible study called Wow Mom. Ellen is a fabulous speaker and can speak on any aspect of life for women. Contact her for bookings. Now, that's your bio. Uh, maybe you can tell us the bio <laughs> of both of you, of, of, of you and Deacon Pat. We'd love to hear. I like to get Pat say his own Bob, but together we do um, pitfalls in marriage and we do Deacon and Deer. So we're trying to do a series for marriage. And also together we do talk about how to discover your gifts and then pour them out in the church. So Deacon Pat, who are you? <laughs> well, I'm a convert to the Catholic faith. When we got married, I was not a believer. I had fallen away from the church, and uh, but was always seeking what's life about and had a conversion experience. And uh, last thing I was going to be is Catholic. Last thing I was going to do is have a big family. Uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, God changed all that. So, and, and I uh, taught for many years in the Medical College of Georgia. Mm. I just think you have a, a really beautiful family and I'm friends with Ellen on social media. I get to see all those beautiful pictures of your entire family, including the kids and the grandkids. Tell us how many kids and how many grandchildren you have. We have uh, seven kids. We had lost one baby, our last baby, Zachary. Um, and then we, and we just had a wedding of our youngest. So all but one is married, and then we have 14 grandchildren. And uh, we were in Florida and moved back up here because, uh, because of COVID, our families kind of moved together and two daughters with their kids live in the same neighborhood. So it's really nice to be around and get to see them. Yeah, loneliness and COVID brought our family back together. <laughs> we were retired and I flunked it. You know, I just call it deployment to Florida. I flunked it that I'm a Georgia girl. So I had, we're back to glad to be home and in the neighborhood with the children. We have Sunday dinners and join life together, you know, like families do. But when, nowadays families are so spread out, and don't you think that you just, it's tough to get them together, yeah. even for holidays. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I, I think especially when you have a larger family like you do where, the kids are grown for the most part, right? And, and having children of their own or developing their vocations, uh, they're busy people. Uh, so, but I know that you're busy too. I mean, as busy as I younger guess. people can be, that you, you are extremely busy and doing a great job with all the, the beautiful things that you're doing in ministry. And I have my book here. Wow, mom, Come which on. I absolutely love. <laughs> a Bible study for moms. Now, um, I also want to oh, let people know, yeah, there you go. There you go. So um, now we're going to talk a lot about your marriage, your family, any tips that you have for Catholic families. Um, but let's spend just a little bit of time talking about your writing so that people can buy that book, uh, perhaps for a holiday gift or for something else. I think so too. I think, I think buy the book. Imagine me, I think you say buy the book. It's a great tool. You know, Bible studies are for women in a different way. In the Catholic faith, we have 
we don't have a lot of Bible studies, let's face it. So one day God called me to write Bible studies. I was like, oh my word, <laughs> I had never written a Bible study, you know, and he gave me the grace to do it. And the idea of a Bible study is you get together with other women, the same age or a little older and younger, and you kind of do a lot of the work at home by yourself. But then when you get together and study together, you glean from what you wrote down from their experiences. I think they're a great way to um, to make cement friendships in Christ and, and to get to know some wisdom. So it's called Wow Mom because it's from Titus 2. And it's for it's um, the older woman will teach the younger woman how to love their husbands. It's a whole scripture. There's like this much. <laughs> so it's a very, it's very, it's very important to, to read the scripture and know that there's always someone that's ahead of you in one area and maybe behind you in another. And possibly you can teach them something. You know, we can learn something from a five-year-old, don't you think? <laughs> I do. I do. I think there's a lot of wisdom in all ages. You know, some people only think there's wisdom with like that middle age between, I don't know, 25 and 50. But if you think about it, the wisdom of younger people <laughs> and the wisdom of <laughs> our grandparents, right? The grandparents age, like you're, yourself and older than you too. Um, there is so much wisdom there. Sure. So thank you for that. And thank you for my beautiful book. I have to say, I even love the book cover. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I do too. Well, I, okay. I, um, I was um, praying about the book cover, right? And these are, these are my daughters and my legs. And I said, we're like Ginger Rogers. But why I did it that way is because I, I know that the cover does matter. You know, even on us, our outward matters, but the inward is what counts. So if you catch their eye with an outward, and they'll go in the book and read. And so I thought it would be a catchy thing. And so God put in my spirit. I saw the picture. It was one of our older pictures. And I go, we were going like, whose legs are those? Who's, you know, whose shoes? And so it just made a catchy title. And then when you go inside, that's the real treasure. Yeah, exactly. And I love the fact it's a nice, the size of the book is great. The print. Um, so that's all really, really awesome. Um, now we do have to take a short break. So keep, keep an eye here with Ellen Mogan and Deacon Pat on Journeys in Faith. We'll be right back. Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Thank you so much for joining us on Journeys in Faith here on this Friday evening. And right after the commercial break here, we are again with Ellen Mongan and Deacon Pat. I thought we could spend the rest of the show talking about your marriage and any tips that you have for those who are watching, uh, younger couples, middle age, that might gain some wisdom. Um, can you give us a few tips that could help them to get closer 
and to develop a better relationship. Yeah, I think um, uh, what, one of the things I used to say, especially when we were having uh, young kids at home, is that uh, for many men, things have changed somewhat today, but for many men who are the primary providers in the home, the real work starts when you get home. Um, taking care of a family, uh, caring for your wife, uh, it takes effort, it takes work, it doesn't just happen. And uh, you have to have that kind of mindset. And certainly uh, having God and Jesus as part of your life to help you and give you the grace to do that is um, very necessary in terms of especially this day. I mean, the marriages are under attack. How many, look at how many people get divorced. That, you know, a couple hundred years ago, nobody would think about getting divorced. And yet the idea of being committed lifelong uh, in our society. And so you, one is I tell my kids, one of the things I tease them, I say, and, and I'm not really kidding so much as I say, if you get divorced, I want a refund <laughs> for paying for your wedding. <laughs> but uh, we always tell them, and I tell their, you know, the kids, that whoever's going to be their spouse, uh, the lifelong commitment you need to come in with that idea this is about working it out to uh, be one to grow together and to help each other uh, get to heaven and uh, care for each other throughout your whole life through a life in terms of cycles because our, our whole focus early on is the, the life of the children going to school and school activities uh, and then it changes as they get older. And then now we don't have any, although we do have an older son who's staying with us temporarily. We used to teach Engage Weekend, and, and it was um, for many years. I was a daily mass um, mom. I took whoever I had at home with me to daily mass to get the grace to make it through the day. And so when you embark on motherhood, you don't know where it's going to lead you. I thought I wouldn't have any children. I was an anorexic bride. And I thought I would have no children. I was fine with that. And then when God surprises us with baby after baby, we feel so blessed. And so everyone has their own journey, right? And ours was to raise a large family. Everyone has a different journey, but marriage is tested by the number of children you bring in each time, right? We said, mm -hmm. they bring in a new baby, the wife's not sleeping, they're not eating half the time. It's, it's a lot to add, add in. So I, I think our marriage advice to the younger generation would be that um, that um, truly, I tell my daughters, I have four married daughters, I said, when you look at your spouse, remember why you fell in love in the first place. And we used to tell the engaged um, couples to put 10 reasons why you are thankful for the man you're going to marry and put in their Bible so that when they you know, had a bad day <laughs> or like a little bit of a hard time, they can look and say, well, yeah, <laughs> it's very important to do that, to have, you know, remember when, you know, so what do you want for marriage advice? Well, yeah, and, and we, we uh, are to together, we pray in the morning that's right. and that's, that's an important thing that a lot of couples don't really pray together. Um, and it's not hard to do. You just have to make the commitment to do it. And, and if you feel awkward, just take uh, a few minutes, maybe five minutes at first, 
and keep expanding and growing in terms of spending time praying together. And we read books together, marriage books. We're still reading them even at our age uh, because there's always more to learn, ways to grow in your relationship. So never stop growing. Um, if you think you've arrived and have the perfect marriage, you probably don't have the perfect marriage. <laughs> and then I think also to have mentored couples. We feel we some dioceses have mentoring couples built into their engaged weekend program, and you can't really go it alone. And sometimes you can't really tell your close friends, or maybe you can't tell your mother, but if you have a mentoring couple that is accompanying you down the road of marriage, then you have always someone to turn to. And it's very important. But our diocese hasn't started mentoring couples. You know the diocese that ha do have that. And I think, you yeah, know, I've heard yeah. about that. That That's an amazing thing to, to be able to yeah. do that. That's a great, uh, wonderful suggestion. And I love the suggestions that you're giving everyone. Um, I wondered if there's somebody who's watching right now who their marriage is really not doing so well. And, uh, you know, it's tough too, even at the holiday season, you know, um, yeah, when there's sure. such a focus on, uh, you know, outward things and parties and and all of that, and maybe people who are going through financial troubles or some other problems, such as the loss of a loved one or something, um, if you had any words of advice for them to get the help that they need to bring that healing, because we all know that life has its ups and downs. Right. Yeah, I think um, one is recognized that we're all wounded in some way. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're wounded people caring for wounded people. Um, uh, and so, you know, don't be afraid to seek help. Um, and yeah, these, these can be re really stressful times. But one of the ways is obviously praying every day and asking Jesus to be every day. We pray, come Holy Spirit, be part of our day, be, uh, you know, guide us. And, and what's really important, a lot of problems, you know, if you look at marriages, what are they? Financial problems, issues about raising kids, um, you know, time, how you, you use your time um, is to focus. What's, what's really important? One of the things about this season is, and we tried to steer away from it, um, is not to focus so much on getting gifts mm -hmm. as getting Jesus, you know, with it, that we have a really hard time um, really focusing on the true reason for the season and, uh, and focus too much on, the, as you say, the material things. Hey, it's good to celebrate and have a good time. But at the same time, uh, also, what are your needs versus wants? I think also in our culture, we tend to equate wants with needs. And what we really need to see is know that most of our, uh, quote, needs are probably just wants. And are we willing to cause problems in marriage? In our lives, stress ourselves out in terms of getting more things, which eventually everybody recognized doesn't really bring happiness. Um, it's not that it's not good to have those things, a nice house, cars, whatever, but what, it, what is it that you really need and what's really harming your family and to kind of uh, either get help in terms of turning away or, you know, ask Jesus to give you guidance, turn to the Bible. Um, some churches will have people to help you out in terms of guidance. Um, there's a lot, you know, if it's financial, there's a lot of professionals. There's books out there that you can turn to. 
Uh, there's uh, books in terms of to help you with your relationship with each other, the spouses, the love language books, apology language books, boundaries. Um, these are all good resources to uh, look at. Yeah. If you look at, um, too, you, you really have to be able to see what is your problem. You take, you take time. Pat and I build into our relationship at least one year, once a year retreat with each other, maybe with the deacons and wives. And we build in every month and they pet take you to the beach. It may sound, it may sound extravagant to some of y'all, but we don't play golf. I and mean, this is one of our things we do because I like the beach and pet is it will take me there. So once a month we get away together. We always do date night because with Pat's field of being a deacon, when he's a doctor, we could easily go on a date night, but now we do a date day because then he, he works on the weekend. So we try to build in with that some kind of a time that's quality. Now, my language of love, Pat knows, is quality time. So when we do language of love, if you have a husband that is a servant and he's serving you and he's wondering what is going on and your language is quality time, and then maybe you're, you're, his is encouraging words and you're going, da, 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 you know, so you don't want to be, you want to give them what they need. Love is a really big word. God is love. And you want to be sure that you're not just pouring out and tiring yourself, giving them what they really would rather. It's like kind of like giving them a pink sweater and they want a pair of slippers. You know, you have to say communication <laughs> to a man and a woman mm -hmm. is takes words and takes, we have worked on it a lot. Pat and I say, well, what does that mean? You like quality time. What does that mean? You, you like alone time. It happens like some alone time to read and think he's a brilliant kind of genius guy and I like time alone to write so we, we have to set up our schedule just so Pat and I it works for us same in your marriage you look at the person you're married to what do you need we ask the other every day at least I do what do you need today baby I'm going to do lunch together what is what's your day like we're retired though see young couples they may need can you take the baby for an hour while I go for a run that's their need for real that would have been mine mm -hmm. too so it's like ask each day what is your need and walk it through and don't get mad at them because their need isn't yours. <laughs> yeah, and, and to, to echo what Ellen's saying is that uh, remember what scripture says about love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and I have to, in the medical field, I had to deal with this all the time. Caregivers who were burning, you know, themselves out caring for a loved one. And I would have to, I would actually write a prescription and say, you need to go do this or that for yourself to spend time. And so, um, you know, take care of all the kids or whatever your situation may be, is you do need to take care of yourself. You need to, you know, not in a selfish way, but even Jesus went off to take care of himself. Um, and we all need that. And sometimes um, uh, women tend to be more sacrificial than men, better at, at that than men. And they will, you know, wear themselves out and they need to be given time to take care of themselves and look out for themselves. Yeah, beautifully said because, uh, and I do think men and women are different um, as all people are different, not just the sexes, right. but as all people are different. And um, it's just good to, to talk to you because you are really uh, veterans when it comes to marriage. Now, how many years have you been married now? Uh, since, since 1974. So 74. Oh, yeah. wow. So in two years from now or so, you're going to celebrate that 50th. Yes. And that yeah. is going to be wonderful. Um, yes. So thank you for sharing on that. Now we're coming close in about five minutes or so to the close of the program. Um, now you do have grandchildren. I wondered if you had some advice for the younger generation 
uh, below the age of 20 or so, you know, below that college age as they're considering vocations and um, about what's coming for the rest of their lives and how do they grow closer to God in their young life? Yeah, you know, obviously praying a little bit in each day, what, you know, um, and going to church on a regular basis. And what I would, we would always say together, we would say to our kids, um, especially after I became a faithful uh, Christian, is that uh, you're going to really be happy if you find the spouse God wants you to marry. And if you seek that God's wisdom and advice in that, yeah, talk to your family, talk to your parents, because they can give you advice and, and, and give you some good wisdom. But the end, in the end, it's really who God wants you to marry that really counts. Um, Amen. Whether, whether you make a mistake or not, um, God's going to still be wanting to be in your marriage and be part of your marriage. He's going to be the glue that keeps you together uh, forever. And you have to work again and have a relationship with Jesus. So because marriage really is three people. Mm -hmm. It's you, your spouse, and Jesus, if you really want um, a Christian marriage. And so seek that. And then, you know, one of the things about vocations, I think we have this misconception about, you, you hear people talk about, oh, am I called maybe to the priesthood or to the religious life or to marriage? Well, the truth is in our very nature, we're all called to marriage. That's our basic calling for every human being is to be married because it's in our very nature is man and uh, woman. So the, the difference is the priest marries the church because he believes that's what God has called him to do, but he's still married and, and God is part of that. And the same with religious life. So we're all wow. called to marriage. It's just, okay, how does that gift live out in our particular lives? True. And I read more of those Sorry, I, have, I admire those women and men that pray for their vocation. So a few people know, or parents know, to instruct your child to pray through their vocation. I prayed through for two gals, and they end up marrying. They pray, should I be a nun? Should I get married? Be single. And when I see them, one, one gal in particular, walk into church and with her seven little children and kneel at the end of mass on the altar to pray and give her kids to Jesus, I, I just had come to tears. There's a way to do marriage. You know, the world does it. And then this way to do marriage God's way. So I hope those helped in a little. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. You are a beautiful couple. I'm so honored to have you here on Journeys in Faith on Fiat Ministry Network. I encourage everyone to buy your book called Wow Mom. It's a walk with God mom's Bible study available on Amazon. I have the book and I love it. And, and I thank you both. Uh, Ellen and Deacon Pat for being a guest. Would you possibly come back again here? Sure. And please watch our show, Pitfalls of Marriage. Thank you for having us. And we love having you on our show as well. When your new book comes out the next time around. Thank you so much. So God bless everyone. We will see you all here next week on Journeys in Faith.
Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.